0: Welcome to Grandiose Grammar. I'm Aoife, a grammar enthusiast and a lecturer at Philips Universität Marburg. This week we have an episode of Say This, Not That. Over the last couple of weeks I've repeatedly come across some errors that you need to fix. All of them are transfer errors from German. Shall we just dive in? It's the beginning of the weirdest semester of all time. In one of my courses, my students were tasked with introducing themselves via a short presentation. One of the errors that came up repeatedly involved the adverbial next to. Here are some examples. Next to my studies, I also have a part-time job. Or my other hobbies next to reading are travelling and swimming. Now, when I hear next to in sentences like this, where the adverbial next to definitely does not belong, Here's where my thoughts take me. In my mind, you've got a lineup of objects. Object one is your studies, object two, your part-time job, and you've lined them up on a bookcase or a windowsill or maybe the mantelpiece so you can admire them. If that is the case, then it totally makes sense to say, next to my studies, on the right to be precise, you'll find my part-time job. And four objects to the left, you'll find travelling, And then next to that, you'll find swimming. Of course, this is utter nonsense. As you'll have figured out by now, next to is used if we want to indicate the location of something. My students didn't want to tell me about where their studies or their hobbies are. They meant in addition to my studies, I also have a part-time job. Or in addition to reading, my other hobbies are travelling and swimming. They've taken the German word neben, and transferred it directly into English, but it doesn't work because we need a linking adverbial of addition to create a construction with the same meaning in English. Here's one with a preposition and a location. When a German wants to let you know who they sat with or beside, they'll say something like, I sat on a table with Jand Mira. In my mind, this triggers a mental image of three people sitting on top of a table. Then, I'm at the next level of trying to figure out how sturdy this table must be to take on the weight of three adults. In English, you sit at a table. To sit on a table would be on top of it. This error is triggered by the German preposition an, which can mean in, at, on, to, upon, of, or by. In this case, the German original was probably something like Ich saß an einem Tisch mit Jan und Mirre. The German preposition has been transferred to the not so different sounding on and then suddenly you've created a drastic change in meaning. My next error for today also includes the preposition on. As I've already mentioned, recently my students have had occasion to introduce themselves to the class via screencast. So they've been using photos and maps and all sorts of fun stuff to tell me about themselves and where they come from and how they envision their futures. One error that has come up repeatedly is on this picture or on the picture. When I hear the expression on the picture, it makes me think, what, actually on a picture? Have you taken some family heirloom painted by great aunt Matilda and turned it into a placemat or a coaster and then dumped your homework, a collection of household junk and a mug of tea on it? That's probably not what's going on. Now, even though I know that you mean something entirely different, That's the image that comes into my mind. This entire construction is triggered by language interference from German. In German, you'd say Auf dem Bild. And my students erroneously believe that this can be transferred one-to-one into English. But of course, that doesn't work. And here's why. I literally think on top of when you say on. The next thing is that in English, a picture and a photo are two different things. A picture is a painting or a drawing. Whereas a photo is an image taken with a camera. German is a lot more relaxed about what can be included in the meaning of the word picture. So in German, a photo is just another type of picture. In English, you ought to say, in the photo, to introduce whatever it is you want to say about your photos. As you all know, these errors that arise from first language interference are amongst the most difficult to resolve. So you need to identify them in your English or that of your pupils, You need to correct them and then rinse and repeat until they disappear. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, feel free to contact me via the contact form on grandiosegrammar.com or over on Twitter. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.